0: Welcome back, everyone. Um, a quick reminder. Julie and I are going to be in Hawaii. Um, Elite Pacific is hosting us um, to speak at their annual um, event that they do every year. And Elite Pacific, if you guys don't know, is they're probably one of the most pre- prestigious upper end real estate brands in the world, um, and they're dominant in Hawaii. So if you'd like to attend, Um, Just go to our website, click on the link, and we're also going to. I think we've also probably sent you two or three email invitations to attend as well. Um, If you're in Hawaii, excuse me. Yes, Julie and I still have our colds, and yes, we still are on Dayquil. So if we slur our words and we sound like we're drunks, it's just because the Dayquil is full strength. But it is what it is, and it's taking its effect. That's right. We had the idea earlier today of mixing a little Dayquil with a little bit of our coffee and putting some whipped cream on top, and. Making it in some sort of seasonal drink, but you know we decide not to. There's the Dayquil talking. There's not an example. not Starbucks, up. after all. <laughs> That's right. But wouldn't that be
1: funny? A, na- well, a, a Dayquil Day- latte.
0: A de- <laughs> No, a de- it would be a Dayquil frappe or something.
1: Frappe, <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs>
0: exactly. We should try anyway, that. so um, yes, uh, we're going to be in Hawaii. You're uh, you're more than invite. You're more than welcome to attend. We'd love to see all of you. If you're in Hawaii already. You guys would be crazy not to attend. Um, A great excuse to spend um, a day and a half with Julie and I and um, get to know us one-on-one. We'd love it, and hopefully you would too. So thank you, Elite Pacific, for hosting us for that event. Go to timandjulieharris.com or just continue to check your email. We're obviously going to put the word out as best we can to get as many of our podcast listeners and our coaching clients and our future coaching clients there as as we can. Um, Another quick reminder to all of you. And I know this is not necessarily what you want to hear, but I'm going to tell it anyway because we're all about doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. That is the key to ever-increasing long-term levels of success in your business and personal life. Have you heard that before, listeners? Yes, you have. We are coming up again on a change of the month. It happens about every month where we have a change in the month. And what does that mean? Expired Palooza. We talked about this in the past couple podcasts, past three podcasts we we're talking about the importance of going after expireds there's always more expireds at the end of the month and the beginning of the following month and so about six or seven days from now you guys are going to start seeing a lot of expireds in your mls this you still you have about a week down to get your acts together so that you can take advantage of those expireds. know that this time of year is without a doubt the best time to be hunting expireds because the other agents are literally asleep at the wheel and here's what you'll experience when you call these guys sellers, that is, you'll find that most, uh, for the most part, they don't know that their house expired. I know that will be shocking to you, because you're going to say, why, in your mind, you're going to say, how is it that the listing agent didn't have the gojones to call the seller and tell them their listing was going to expire, at least try to retain it. But that is what you find this time of year, um, a lot of laziness. So I'd leverage the laziness, make money from the laziness, be the first person to call those expires. And more often than not, you're going to find that listing these uh, Expires is far easier than virtually anything else you could be doing in real estate. You guys think that you're um, by going after your easy buttons, your Facebook ads and your Instagram tweets and your, you know, whatever other little gimmicky things you guys are chasing. You think that's easier than actually picking up the phone and doing real work, but you're wrong. The amount of time, and especially if you consider the amount of result, what you're getting as a result from doing all those things and the money you're spending to do all those things, once you actually are finally willing to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level, and listen to your coaches, Tim and Julie Harris, and start picking up the phone, start doing proactive lead generation, you will never even give all that other stuff that has been so seductive in your, uh, in your professional lives a passing glance. It will be seen as – you will see it finally for what it really is, which is just a gimmick. It's, it's a, uh, a placebo – For those, it's a placebo to success is in essence what it is. You guys are doing these things thinking that it's going to make you successful and it won't. And uh, you keep doing it. Why do you keep doing it? Because the world reinforces the idea that you can do nothing of any real substantive effort and become successful. That's what the world tells you. The world tells you that you, you know, I wrote this down the other day. I was meaning to share it with you guys and I just had it pop back in my head. This is something that Charlie Munger said. He was uh, Warren Buffett's partner. I really thought this was profound. I heard this a long time ago. Don't try to be famous. Make your work famous. I thought, well, that's really freaking good, right? Don't try to be personally famous. Try to make your work famous. I want you guys to really think of the juxtaposition of those two statements. So if you make your work famous in real estate, what does that mean? Right, The person that tries to make their work famous or has a concentration on performing a really stellar job for their sellers, let's say, and get the property sold no matter what the market conditions are, no matter what time of year it is, their work, them, they will be seen in their communities as being the go-to realtor, and as the market starts to adjust further, they will even get more business to them because they have proven themselves to be able to get a consistent result no matter what the market conditions are versus – The realtor who thinks that by making themselves famous that they're going to attract business to them because they really believe in the whole marketing, branding, gimmick concept that's been proven wrong a billion times. That, you know, in your real estate market, you want to be the first agent that people think of. And all kinds of different studies have proven that when, you know, you brand the hell out of yourself in a particular market and you do a survey and you ask people, who is the person that sends you the most crap in the mailbox or the most this is the other things? They're going to, you know, once they say your name, that means that you own that specific spot in their brains where what they think realtor, they've correlated you with realtor. In other words, people don't say tissue, they see Kleenex. Have you guys heard this before? I know you have. By the way, that's the same type of crap that's been said since the 50s. Those are people that are trying to sell you marketing and branding. They're not trying to sell you a result, they're trying to sell you a process. The reason ultimately that somebody becomes successful. and and long-term successful is because what they're doing is helping other people. And what they're doing is helping other people at a high level. When you focus on yourself and branding and all these other gimmicky things, you're not going to become very successful because you didn't focus on the right thing. The thing that requires you to be successful is being uncomfortable. We talked about this on our HCCA call this morning, our certified coach call You have to be uncomfortable, and the more time you spend being in the, the, uh, you know, being uncomfortable, the more successful you'll become. And if you are in alignment, which a lot of you claim to be, that the highest and truest purpose of us as individuals on this planet, what is it, guys? I'm asking you, listeners, what's the highest and truest purpose of all of of you on this planet? What is it? What's your answer? It's being of service to other people. That's it. It's being of service to other people. You will be happier, more content, richer, more satisfied, have a better quality of life when your dominant force in your, in your heart, when your motivations is being of service to other people to help other people. But... If you're not willing to make yourself uncomfortable and learn things that make you uncomfortable and do things that make you uncomfortable, you're never going to be able to be of service to that many people because you'll have spent too much time trying to protect yourself to be comfortable. Does that make sense? I know it doesn't make sense to all of you, but I know it makes sense to some of you. There's at least a few of you out there who have heard me say this before, Julie and I say this before on this show, but you're hearing it now for the first time and it's resonating with you because you finally get it. Everything that you want in life, listeners, is on the other side of doing something that makes you uncomfortable. There are no exceptions, ever. And yet, how much of your life right now is focused on you know, trying to rush back to being comfortable, going from one comfortable thing to a next comfortable thing and avoiding anything that makes you uncomfortable? What phone call are you avoiding right now because it makes you uncomfortable? What contact are you avoiding right now because it makes you uncomfortable? What reality, what truth, what fill-in-the-blank are you avoiding because it makes you uncomfortable? It's interesting, isn't it? Now, all those things that you're avoiding because they make you uncomfortable, aren't those the very things in your life that would give you the greatest result? You guys see what we're telling you is the truth? You know intuitively what we're saying is the truth. I know you do, and yet you want to be comfortable. So start with the mindset that if you ever want to be truly great at what you do, and truly want to be of service to you know, uh, as many people as you can at the highest level, you have to be the person who is willing to push through that innate desire to be comfortable. Comfortable is a nice way of saying lazy, by the way, in my opinion. But lazy is an offensive word, and, and Julie's made me swear to be less offensive on the podcast. <laughs> so I'm trying to be less offensive, but comfortable and lazy are
1: the same word.
0: Julie, you have any thoughts on this?
1: <laughs> it's harder when you're on cold medicine. Um, <clears throat> yes. Well, it's it's funny if we did install a timer on everyone, how much time would be spent going towards comfort? You know, some of that makes sense. You've got to still have. We did a whole podcast on having good sleep. Some of that absolutely makes sense. But when it's the work day and it's supposed to be work hours, when we talk about this in coaching, that stress in real estate comes from supposedly being at work, but mentally and emotionally not being at work. You're somewhere else thinking about how you can avoid work or calling work something that it isn't, like things that do not fall into our favorite categories of lead generation, lead follow-up, pre-qualify, present, negotiate, close. If it's not on that list, I don't know why you're calling it work. And the same stress comes when you're supposedly on vacation. You know, I had a coaching client that is really struggling with this. She told me how uh, upset she was that she was – um, walking on the streets of Barcelona, Spain, and could not detach herself from her cell phone, and that this was like a really bad anchor and bad habit of not being present. And, you know, I think you do have to realize that when you flip the switch and you you stop living in that gray area, that things do actually get easier. They don't get harder. There's so much struggle and strife spent
0: doing conference. You're moving the topic slightly, but that's fine. I mean, you know, and I get what you're saying and I know why you went there in your head. But really mm-hmm. you guys don't deserve the right to be walking in Barcelona, Spain, or don't deserve the right to be walking in Barcelona, Spain, and not check your cell phone unless when you were at work you were truly at work. That's the point Julie was trying to make. Right, right. Julie? Thank you for translating
1: yeah. through the day quill.
0: I know I know, sister, <laughs> it's the day quill. I feel it too. I feel it too. But right now the coffee in my body is stronger than the day quill. That might uh, that oh, might rebalance at any anymore. moment.
1: Yeah,
0: exactly. All right. So um, you guys are now in a place where you can be perfectly positioned to have an incredible 2019 if you're willing to be proactive. The next natural thing that all of you need to be doing is going to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And when you do, you're going to be given, I think it's like eight uh, guides. And we really went to town on making it so you guys have this whole learning library. It's all digital. You don't have to wait for anything to arrive in the mail. You're literally going to be given these downloads. The first one I want you to download and print, how many pages is it, Julie, the Real Estate Treasure Map? You wrote that. Do you remember oh, how many pages gosh. it is? It's not that big.
1: 148, something like that, with well, all the there's stuff a in third, it.
0: You know what? I think I have, well, I have it sitting around here somewhere.
1: You have it on your desk you
0: somewhere. Got, somewhere. But you guys have. Um, I want you to go to Real Estate Treasure Map and print off the specific page about the business plan, and that's in there, and you've got to get that done. It's not going to be a comfortable thing – oh, there it is again, that word. It's not going to be a comfortable thing for some of you to go through because it is going to force you to face down your finances. It is going to force you to have uncomfortable conversations potentially with your spouse. It is going to force you to have uncomfortable conversations with yourself about why you haven't actually changed your financial situation despite the fact that you claim to be so busy, 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 okay? It's going to force you to really drill down on why you're doing so many silly things with your money with regards to buying business and branding and all this other passive stuff. And it's going to be uncomfortable because it's going to fly in the face of what a lot of people who you thought had your best interest in mind told you. Okay, That's going to make you uncomfortable, I promise you. It made Julie and I uncomfortable when we figured that out, that we had, when we sold real estate, basically gone down a a few primrose paths thinking – that uh, that path was going to get us to our goals faster, only to find out that the real path, purpose of the path was to line the pockets of the person that cut it out of the primrose path in the first place. wasn't to help us. was to fleece us. We, too, have experienced that. Remember, guys, we sold real estate, and then we sold a lot of houses, 100 to 200 homes per year for almost a decade. We know what we're talking about, and we know what it's like to want to basically hit the easy button when one pops up. It's very seductive. We get it. We get it completely, and we also know the cost of doing it. But what's happened now, this whole generation of you, that are most of you who are listening, you've only known the easy button. You've never known what we teach you at Premier Coaching. So what I want you to do is I want you to go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. When you do, you're going to be given two choices. You can speak to a coach now. Just click that button, or you can schedule a coaching call. One of our new member coaches, they're going to focus specifically on your lead generation wheel, which by the way, we're going to be talking about one of the spokes today on our podcast. The lead generation wheel is the wheel the concept is, is that you need to have uh seven reliable spokes on your wheel and, and anyone listening, and we did find one person that was, you know, plagiarizing our content, and if you use the spokes on the wheel thing that Julie and I thought of, you'll get a nice letter from our attorney, so don't do it. Just Putting it out there, it's in our book. We've been talking about this for 20 years. You know, we found somebody else. You know, what two people last week that were trying to position <laughs> it as their original contact. But I here's the day will talking again, and I digress. The point <laughs> of it is, is you, is you need to have a good. You need to start with um, when building your wheel, seven spokes is the ideal completed wheel. Don't have more than that; it's really hard to maintain. And the main thing is, and Julie's about to take over here, is don't start. Uh, don't um, go to one spoke until the other one is completely functional and reliable. And always, and always build the free spokes first. Don't do a paid spoke. And some of you will discover that when you follow our suggestion in our coaching that you will never do any paid spokes. by paid spokes, I mean buying leads. By paid spokes, I mean doing like pay-per-click ads. By paid spokes, I mean doing direct mail. When you do the spokes in the order in which we ask you to do them – Um, The initial spokes will cost you nothing, um, and they're the most profitable spokes, but they do require the most skill. And when you build those first, and most of my top producing agents uh, that I've ever coached, they only have really three spokes, and they don't need any more, and they don't do marketing and advertising. They just do those three spokes, and it works out incredibly well. So as Julie presents today's topic to you, I want you to keep the spokes on the wheel analogy present in your head because it will help you put it in context as you think about your real estate treasure map. And again, to get that, just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. All right, go ahead, Jules.
1: Yes, and the reason that some of you guys can have three or four super strong spokes is because you didn't switch around and add or try to add, you know, seven, eight, nine spokes all at the same time. You didn't dabble in them. The clients that have... And listeners that have three four super strong spokes and that's enough for them is because they're not just doing what they don't want to do when they don't want to do it but they're actually doing it at the highest level possible and they may even be the best in their market at doing those particular things so that's part of it too a good example of this is one of our uh, fairly long-time coaching members and podcast listener uh, (coughs) excuse me sorry Teresa Messmer who is a fantastic agent in the state of Indiana Teresa writes, <clears throat> here's, here's her quote of a call that she had recently, ring, ring, this is so-and-so salesperson at Zillow. I have a territory in your area available. That's fantastic. How many, oh, here's, her, here's Teresa. That's fantastic. How many listings are you going to guarantee that I get every month? There was an extended period that continued until I actually thought the salesperson hung up. Uh, then he says, we don't guarantee listings. We'll send you X number of leads per month. Uh, Teresa asks, how many of those leads are already pre-approved with bank or lern- lender guarantees in their hands? More silence. After about two minutes, I finally said, please don't take this the wrong way, but you're wasting your time and mine. I generate my own business through prospecting. Thank you. Have a blessed day. His parting comment was, and I quote, so how about I follow up with you in 60 days? I had to laugh and told him he was always welcome to call me. <laughs> so Teresa a is a good nice, example lady. of somebody – who, uh, you know, she gets it. She's building her spokes. She's taking action every day. She's not living in the gray area. Yeah, but
0: let's just pause there because I do love this. I do love this little dichotomy of what you just said because it's so (laughs) unbelievably funny to me, okay? So (laughs) I know we say this all the time. Some of you guys are bored of hearing it, but for those of you hearing it for the first time, this is so freaking funny. Zillow calls agents to sell them online leads, (laughs) Mm. I think that's freaking hilarious. You mean
1: they didn't just close them <laughs> online? They didn't just get so, Teresa to buy and give a pony up her credit card online? They had to call? So they're,
0: they're, they're calling oh. you guys. They're prospecting you. They're proactively prospecting you to sell you online leads. Don't you guys see the little bit of a, that doesn't, hold on, hold on. I thought you guys were selling online leads and yet you're calling? What? Maybe I should be there, called. There's a
1: script in there somewhere. They they should say, next time they call, like for Teresa, for example, it should be: Hmm, help me understand how it is <laughs> that a company that specializes in selling supposedly really kick-ass leads is directly calling me? Hmm. Just curious. Anyway, yes, we have too much we fun need to do that. We, we, but. but we need to write,
0: obje- need to write <laughs> anyway. that script book for people getting solicitations from all totally. these morons, selling them buyer leads.
1: I know. <laughs> It's not just Zillow, but they're just easiest to pick on. Okay, I promise so, you guys, it's the, uh,
0: it's the day cool talking. We're normally much more professional. Go ahead, Julie.
1: <laughs> usually. Uh, so uh, due to popular request, right out of my premier coaching class, where we're going to drill down in great detail on this, but also we've had uh, several emails come in about this. And on topic of spokes, one of the spokes that we don't probably talk about enough is new construction. So we're going to take a couple of podcasts. Again, our premier coaching clients are going to get you know, scripts and strategies and schedules and things of that nature, but we want to make sure everybody understands the great opportunity that new construction is as a spoke, and even under that umbrella of kind of mini spokes of new construction. So we're going to discuss what is it, where is it, why do you care, and how can you make some money at this, how do you get started? So... What is new construction? Well, there's actually five different categories. There's probably more, but the fine five main categories would be, number one, traditional new construction, which are single-family home neighborhoods. Now, these can be small or they can be vast. And You know, there's neighborhoods, I think about Las Vegas and, uh, what is it, Summerlin that goes on for thousands of houses where we used to sell, there was a, we always joke about Oak Creek Phase 27, you know, it's like half the county is this giant uh, new construction subdivision. But it also could be a cul de sac that is built into an established neighborhood that was just maybe a two acre parcel and it's turned into 10 homes by one builder or a couple of builders. So we would call that traditional single family neighborhood new construction. The second one is new townhomes. Sometimes called doubles, uh, zero lot line homes, patio homes, garden homes, some kind of a uh, planned combination. Okay, and again, these can be standalones, but oftentimes are entire neighborhoods. Then we have number three, traditional condos, which may be low rise, medium rise, high rise. Uh, they might be converted condos that used to be apartments, but condos in general would be one bucket. And then we have number four, urban and suburban infill. Teardowns, rehab, you know, one of our tenants in Columbus that was a longtime great renter in a neighborhood full of 1946, you know, 1940s built houses, they sent us an email saying we're, we're closing on a new construction home in the same neighborhood to which you and I both went, huh? How did that happen? Well, somehow there was a lot that had either never been built or was a teardown And this was a one-off builder creation in an older established neighborhood, okay? So urban and suburban infill, which could be tear down, new construction, or rehab. Then we have number five, land acquisition, lot sales, and development, okay? So these are five fairly distinct buckets of new construction to look at. Now, next point, after I cough, muting myself, hang on. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) done choking, all right. I thought it was Uh, sorry all right so why do you care point number one this is a great source to find inventory for your buyers that's not in the MLS this is one of the number one go-to solutions when you can't find something obviously they have to be looking in the right area in the right price but note to self many resale buyers get really frustrated thinking about the cost of repairs on older homes that doesn't even have to be you know really older homes Even if it's only 10 years old, that's when it starts going through the cycle of having to replace things like hot water tanks and you know various things, paint and carpet. And even 10 years old, you're not off the hook. And you get even older from that. You know, we used to see houses that had those old gravity furnaces. I mean, that's not cheap to replace. So when you have frustrated buyers that are looking at that kind of rehab or repair bill and getting frustrated, this is a great solution that overcomes that objection. I, I find a lot of times Tim's agents will assume that their buyer, because they're looking in a certain area, is not open to new construction. And I always encourage them to just throw, assuming they can find it and it's the right school district and all that kind of thing, that they just throw one onto a day of showings. Maybe you've got five set up and this is the sixth one, just to see what their thoughts are about it. Oftentimes they'll totally love it and that will be your sale. It's worth a shot, so don't assume that they're not into it. Maybe they haven't been exposed to it. Uh, Point number two under why you should care, new construction is a major part of most markets. Not knowing new construction is a handicap to your career. So don't claim that it's not there if you haven't actually researched it. It's not always in your MLS. Many MLSs are adding a, a little widget to that. Some of them you have to know how to find it because it's not in your normal setup. Others of them it's just listed like everything else and still some MLSs don't have hardly any new construction at all. So you have to actually do your research, and we'll talk more about that on uh, future podcasts, the continuation of this. Okay, point number three, why you care? This is great. One relationship with the builder, the developer, or the sales manager can lead to multiple transactions. The only other place that you see that is with investors and with REO property. One relationship, multiple transactions. That way you're managing only one relationship, not that you know. maybe a builder lists five or six homes with you. Or maybe they list 200 if you're working a subdivision, but you still only have one contact to deal with. That's a nice thing, assuming you keep them happy. Point number four, why you care. End the frustration of being in competitive offer situations with your buyers trying to buy resale. New construction offers them freedom of choice, Time to move, you can have a more organized move, and no rehab costs. Also, by the way, it's pretty nice in terms of inspections, those of you who hate inspection negotiations. That's not to say you won't have a punch list and things to deal with, but it's not nearly as dramatic as dealing with the grocery list on older homes. Point number five, we'll do five and six, and I've actually got to go to Premier here real quick. Point number five, why you care? Buyers can often get more home for the same payment if you find them a builder with in house financing, rate buy down options, or other assistance. Once you find the new construction in your area, you also have to figure out which builders have special financing because it can make a huge difference. Some of you guys don't show it because you figure it's out of your buyer's price range. If you've got a, say, it's a $300,000 buyer with builder financing, they may be able to have the same payment for a $400,000 new construction home. So you just have to look into the different programs. Point number six, excuse me, our final point of why you care, going after new construction is actually easier prospecting than many other spokes because builders usually have the commissions built into their pricing. And I'll turn the call over to you, Tim. We'll continue it on tomorrow's and probably Monday's podcast. That's right. Well, you got through enough points. So listen, guys, your homework from
0: today's podcast is very simple. One, stay healthy so you don't end up sounding like Julie and I. (laughs) Two, um, definitely go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Remember, in six or seven days, is the change of the month, Expired Palooza. You have time now to become a coaching member, download all the scripts, and start hunting expireds, And every one of you can have listing inventory rolling into the new year. If that doesn't excite you, if that doesn't at least intrigue you, then what the heck are you doing in real estate? Okay. So listen, guys, if you need us for anything, it's Tim at com or Julie at com. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow.